So episode 40 of Excuse the Miamians, and it is a beautiful one, right? The Dolphins just happened to beat the Jets, and there's not no sweeter feeling than beating the Jets at their own home because the MetLife takeover was wild. If you don't know what the MetLife takeover was, it's when a bunch of Dolphins fans pretty much go to the stadium, which is their MetLife, and we just go over there and they dominate. So the, the pictures were wild. Everybody was over there. And funny enough, I was not able to record a podcast last week when we played the Raiders because I was actually in New York. So if I was in New York probably this week, I would have loved to go to the game. But anyway, Dolphins beat the Jets. They improved their record to 8-3. and three, And there are some positives. There are some negatives because of some injuries. Well, key injuries, really, that just happened to the Dolphins. But we're going to be talking about everything, right? Dolphins end up blowing out the, pa- uh, not the Patriots, the Jets 34-13. to 13, And it's just one of these things that it's great. It's a division opponent. And on top of that, the Dolphins need to take care of business when it comes down to beating, you know, lower tier teams. And Tua didn't have the best game. You know, Jalen Waddle went off. Our, we were actually running the ball pretty significantly, which is something that's just amazing. So injuries happen. Tua needs to clean up turnovers. And Dolphins really did stick to the run game. But anyway, let's go over some stats because the player stats, as always, they help us out. Also, the Jets, I don't know what they were thinking, but they should have not taken out their quarterback, Zach Wilson, because he has a better chance of winning the game than Tim Boyle. Let's just be real here. But anyway, Dolphins, Tua, he was 21 for 30 with 243 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Rushing, Raheem Mostert, my gosh, thank you for having such a great game because we needed it. 20 carries for 94 yards and two touchdowns. Jeff Wilson Jr., 11 carries for 56 yards. And pretty much that was it for us running because obviously A-Chan is injured. We didn't, I mean, he was he was activated last week. He suffered a small injury. And I think Mike McDaniel's just playing it safe. He doesn't want to just throw him into the fire. So it's good that they didn't put him in there. And let Jeff Wilson Jr. get some carries because he needs it. And, well, I mean, I like Jeff Wilson Jr. He's a great, he's like a bruiser, right? He just runs in and continues to dominate. He he just likes to get tackled, so that's a good thing. He just goes in. And then receiving, Jalen Waddle, eight receptions, 114 yards, zero touchdown. Tyree Kill, nine receptions, 102 yards, and one touchdown. He had, he could have gotten two touchdowns, let's be real. But there was a play where we were in the fourth quarter where he pretty much, like, had the ball in his hands, but it went right through them so Tua threw a perfect dot on fourth down but it went right through his hands we'll talk about that later but let me just tell you that our defense was impeccable and the fact that Christian Wilkins does not have a contract and we still have him signed you know it's just it's gonna be mad money it's gonna be a lot of money he had two sacks three tackles you know you had Jalen Ramsey did not allow any passes once again Javon Holland with a pick six 99 yard interception it was just beautiful and then jerome baker with another interception the dolphins defense has been doing work ever since Jalen ramsey got back in we already knew that this was going to happen because once we get two corners everybody's going to be playing more you know quarterbacks are going to have a tougher time to look for somebody to throw to so they're going to commit more mistakes and when you throw somebody like boyle into the fire they're going to struggle Jim Boyle, we're going to go over the Jets, you know, passing yards and everything. But Tim Boyle, 179 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. The reason why he got so many yards is because down the stretch, the Dolphins allowed them to throw because you already know the Dolphins just had to run the ball and that's it. Brees Hall had 25 yards and seven carries. Tim Boyle, two carries, two yards. That's pretty much it. And Dalvin Cook, the player that the Dolphins wanted at the start of the season, only had one carry for two yards. 
I have to tell you, that sucks for him. He should have signed with the Dolphins, but you know what? The Dolphins were like, we're not going to go out here and overspend because we don't need to. They had Garrett Wilson, seven catches, 44 yards, one touchdown. Tyler Conkling, I, I believe how you say it, four receptions, 33 yards. Br- uh, Brees Hall, seven catches, 24 yards. Jason Brownlee, two catches, 20 yards. And pretty much the rest of their team like just has like two catches and stuff like that. But they didn't really do much offensively. They did not move the ball. They only scored one touchdown in this game. And the other touchdown that they got was a pick six. So it wasn't even an offensive touchdown. But team stats, Dolphins had a total of 395 yards. The Jets, 159. The passing yards, 228 for the Dolphins, 130 for the Jets. And this is where the game, I told you earlier, but the Dolphins just completely dominated the run game and they won 167 to 29 on that one. The Dolphins averaged 5.7 yards per play to the Jets 2.9. So the Dolphins, their time of possession was wild. They had 35 minutes and 41 seconds. But before that, I mean, I think it was in the third quarter, they were dominating the time of possession by over 15, almost 20 minutes. So the fact that they got that was pretty, pretty good. The only thing I have to say about the Dolphins, they do need to clean up turnovers because if they end up going into the playoffs committing this many errors, there's going to be a huge problem. You don't want to be doing this against teams that are good. I mean, maybe if I guess you can do this against the Browns. I mean, you don't want to do it to any team. But if you play the Browns or the Steelers, they don't have the best offensive game. But if you start meeting player, you know, teams like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Eagles or maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Ravens, that's going to cost you big time. And those teams do have pretty good defenses, so you do not want to do those errors. So anyway, Tua, he needs to clean up the turnovers. And I know that Mike McDaniel said that that's going to be more of an issue. I mean, that that was his play call, but... There's no way that you're going to be able to throw it to the right side of the field. And, you know, when you're trying to score in the second quarter, when the time's ending about like third, like 50 seconds left, you can't just throw it that soft to the right side of the field. You got to just bomb it right there, beam it strong. And unfortunately, they got the pick six. And you know that nobody was going to be able to defend that. So that was going to be a problem. But it is what it is, right? So the first quarter happens. The Dolphins are driving. We Listen to me. When we, I tell you that the Dolphins were driving, we were playing so, so good. But for some reason, something happened into the Dolphins. You know, I don't know what happened. But the Dolphins go fourth quarter. We're on the second yard line. And I have to say, whenever it's third and, third and short or fourth and short, Mike McDaniel's play calling is not the best. I mean... You know, it's easy for us to run the ball when our running was working the entire game. You got to run the ball there just so to get that first down. And then what? We can score. We have four chances to score. But for some reason, we didn't run it on third. We didn't run it on fourth. And, you know, that just shows that we need to try to clean that up. And don't get me wrong. The Jets defense is one of the best. But if you see that your run game is working more than you're throwing, just got to do it, you know. But anyway, the Dolphins go on fourth down to it. Like I said earlier, throws it to Tyreek, a perfect bomb. I mean, not a bomb, a perfect pass, but it goes right through the hands of Tyreek Hill. And I mean, if you see Sauce Gardner holding but never gets called. So that sort of sucks for the Dolphins, but they went fourth and uh, fourth and, you know, fourth and out. 
They didn't get, they didn't do anything. So then all of a sudden, the Jets go in. They couldn't do anything. They kick it. Dolphins march right down the field, but they had to settle for a Jason Sanders field goal. I will say today was Jason Sanders was on fire. So <laughs> that's a good thing. So Dolphins up 3-0 at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter comes around. And Tyree Kill gets a seven-yard pass from Tua. And then Jason Sanders with the kick. The Dolphins go up 10-6. But then with 58 seconds left, we end up getting a Brandon Eccles 30-yard interception pick six against Tua. And right after that, you're going to see that Tua threw another pick. So I don't know what was going on through his mind, but he does need to clean these things up. I know that every single day that, you know, that there's a game time, he always makes one stupid error. And he just needs to clean these things up. I do think he will be the future quarterback for the Dolphins. I don't think there's any... The Dolphins shouldn't even go out and try to get any other quarterback. He just fits the scheme and the system that Mike McDaniel has perfectly. He just needs to clean up these errors. Because if he does, we will be good. Then you see that the, whatever after that interception, the um, the second interceptions, the, the Jets go out and they try to do a Hail Mary touchdown. Instead, Javon Holland gets a 99-yard interception return and i have to say that was what really changed the game for the dolphins because this the score was 10 to 6 the jets were knocking on the door defensively and then all of a sudden you end up allowing an interception to javon holland for 99 yards i knew that once he caught it he was going down the field he and i was like if all your offensive weapons all your wide receivers are all the way in the back the only people you got to protect is your o-line and your qb and your running back but that wasn't enough i mean you know, when you see a, a safety just running the ball down, he's super fast compared to everybody else there. So once he ended up passing the quarterback, it was over. That was a touchdown. So Javon Holland gets that 99-yard pick, and the Dolphins go up 17-6 going into the break. In the third quarter, the Dolphins march down the field on their first drive. They have to settle for a field goal. Jason Sanders with a 54-yarder. Dolphins up 20-6. In the fourth quarter, Raheem Mostert does a 13-yard run. Jason Sanders with a kick. Dolphins up 27-6. And this is where the Dolphins ended up letting the Jets just run the ball and do whatever they wanted. But Garrett Wilson ends up getting a one-yard pass from Tim Boyle. And that was their first offensive touchdown in quite some time. So it was 27-13. But at the end of the game, Raheem Mostert with a 34-yard run. And he ends up just... I, I, it was funny because he was running it. He ended up passing and then he just goes a little bit to the left and he's like, ah, let me just waste a little bit more time. Just runs it back into the end zone and the Dolphins end up winning 34 to 13. So the good thing about this game is the Dolphins end up winning, right? I mean, anytime that you face an opponent, you're going to want to win. And I know what they're going to say. Oh, they're always playing opponent. You know, they're always beating teams who are under 500. Come on, man. That doesn't really matter. You got to play your schedule. You got to win the games that are there. And right now, according to, I believe, the NFL.com, the Dolphins have a 100% chance, well, 99% chance of making the playoffs. So that is beautiful. The Dolphins have a 95% chance of winning the division. The Dolphins have a 29% round one bye and they have a 16% chance of going to the Super Bowl. So it's looking good for the Dolphins right now. The Bills do have to play, I believe it's the Eagles this week. So for the Bills, it's going to be really, really tough just to even try to beat the Eagles. If the Bills are, you know, the Bills lose maybe two more games and the Dolphins win two, I think it's a pretty much a wrap for the division. But we'll see how that goes because you already know, whenever the Dolphins have to play the Bills, it's always a rivalry. And the Dolphins still do have three good opponents at the end of the season to play. So with that being said, Dolphins need to take care of business against these teams. 
the next game is a Monday night football game against Washington, and that's a very, very, very winnable game. I know that everybody's also talking about Tyreek Hill. What can Tyreek Hill do? He can break the all-time Calvin Johnson receiving yards a season record. So all he has to do, I think, I believe it's like average 107 yards. But because he didn't get 107 in this game, he has to at least get, I think it's like 108 or 109 a game. And then once he does that, he'll be able to break the record. Hopefully he will break the record. I mean, we just need to pass it to him and fly, dude. I mean, I'm hoping that one of these games he does go for 200 yards just so that it makes it a little bit easier down the stretch because they do still have to play the Jets, the Bills, the Cowboys, and then the Ravens. And all those teams are really good defensively. So if the Dolphins are able to do that, maybe he'll end up breaking the record. We'll see. But Tua, he's been playing, playing lights out. And on top of that, he passed 3,000 yards. And I think that he is, or 4,000 yards, one of the two. But he's the first quarterback since Dan Marino to do it. So it's a beautiful thing, right? The Dolphins are finally rolling. They're doing what they got to do. It's good. And I want to talk about something. In the late fourth quarter, we saw a couple injuries happen. Jalen Phillips is going to be probably out for the season with an Achilles tear. And that looked horrible. He had to be carted off the field. And Javon Holland also did suffer an injury, but he ended up saying that he was fine post-game, so that's a good thing. But Jalen Phillips, the injury is just going to be such a bad one for this team. He's been playing lights out. It's one of those breakout seasons that he was having. And unfortunately, we've seen a lot of players get injured on turf. I do not care what people tell me, but turf and grass are two completely different things. Remember, when players are playing on grass, the cleats actually sink into the grass, into the ground, into the dirt. But for some reason, whenever you play on turf, I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, your your cleats don't really sink in. And it just sucks that so many players have suffered so many injuries. So what do you think this is? Is it a turf injury or is it just a freak injury? But I just think that whatever it is, I just don't understand how somebody who's in tip-top shape, something like that can happen to them. It just sort of sucks. But the good thing for the Dolphins is that they ended up not selling Ogba at the deadline because, I mean, if you look at it now, he's going to be a huge factor going down for the rest of the season. If you're looking at, I mean, he even got a sack when he was playing. But remember, Ogba ended up losing that starting role in the Vic Vangio system. Jalen Phillips, with his key injury out, that means that he's going to step up, and now Van Ginkle will get more playing time. And Van Ginkle has been playing excellent. So the fact that Jalen Phillips goes out, Van Ginkle goes in, and we're going to have Ogba going in as well. Two of these things that the Dolphins didn't sell, it ended up working out for them. And then another really bad key injury was Armstead. He ended up going out once again. Everybody in Dolphins Nation is pretty much pissed because he's always injured, but I just hope he's fine. I mean, they have a long break. I believe they have like an 11-day break because they played on Friday, and then Friday to the next Monday is quite some time. So let's just hope that it's not a really, really big injury, but we can't have Armstead getting injured like this every single day or every single week for that matter because we're going to need him down the stretch. The Dolphins are now 8-3, top of the entire AFC. If the Ravens lose, if the, if the, uh, I believe it's the Chiefs, if they lose, then and the Jacksonville Jaguars lose, the Dolphins will be in first place, and they'll get that first week by for the playoffs. But there's still a long way to go into the season. So the Dolphins, 
Let's go, boys. Let's go. We got to play the Commanders, the Titans, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. In the next six games, what do you predict the Dolphins' record will be? If you do have Spotify, I will drop that question down for you guys so you guys can vote for it. And let me know, will the Dolphins win the AFC East? Those are the two questions that I'll be putting out there for you guys. Follow the Twitter at Love Miami Sports. Follow the, the TikTok and the Instagram. Love you guys. Have a good one.